Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In today's episode, we have a homily for Sunday, May 21st, 2023. And today we're going to talk a little bit about communication, particularly as it pertains to our spiritual lives. Before we get there, though, let's listen to our reading from the 17th chapter of John's Gospel. John writes, After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence, with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in the truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. The Gospel of Christ Dear God, may only your truth be spoken, and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. Just over 30 years ago, a man named Gary Chapman published a book titled The Five Love Languages. At the time of its release, it was a pretty big hit in marriage prep and couples counseling. The book outlines five general ways that romantic partners express and experience love. It's one book among many that tries to help people improve their communication and their relationships. This subject of communication within relationships came to mind this week as I read through our readings for today. This week I was thinking about the kinds of things that we communicate to God when we pray. Specifically, I was thinking about what our prayers say about what we care about. I'd like to ask you a rather personal question, and don't worry, it's rhetorical. If you were to talk to God right now, what would you say? What would that conversation sound like? What are the things that are weighing heavily on you right now? What are you celebrating? For many people, prayer is a very intimate form of communication. When I think back over my own life, prayer has taken many forms. I've given God thanks for everything from food to employment, for family and for friends. I've asked God for things that I've needed. And sometimes, prayer has taken the form of struggling to understand what God is up to. There have been times that I've simply broken down in grief and sorrow before God. Almost every example that I can think of involves communicating with God about something that is somehow beyond my control. 
Sometimes that means saying thank you for something that I have received, and sometimes it seems like the scariest thing in the world. Our gospel reading for today gives us a glimpse of Jesus at prayer. In this part of John's text, John is describing Jesus' last days before his crucifixion, and we see Jesus praying for his disciples. To be honest, my mind often goes to this story when I hear people talk about the Lord's Prayer, because in this text, we see Jesus actually praying for the needs of his disciples. One of the great things about this text is that it helps reveal those things that concerned Jesus. The beginning of this prayer gives us insight into how Jesus understood his relationship with God the Father. Jesus asked God to honor the sacrifice that he was about to make and that through that sacrifice people would receive eternal life. He clarifies that eternal life is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus is clear that this was his purpose while on earth. He then turns his attention to his disciples. He asks God to protect those people to whom Jesus had communicated the knowledge of God. Jesus knew that things would be increasingly difficult for his followers, and he asked that God would continue to draw them closer to each other and to God himself. In fact, Jesus prays that his disciples would become as close to God as Jesus had been himself. This whole prayer is recorded in the context of Jesus' prediction of his own death and his promise that God would send the Holy Spirit. Jesus was clear that while the Holy Spirit would encourage the disciples, the Holy Spirit would also help grow the early church. But the arrival of God's Spirit is a subject best safer next week when we celebrate Pentecost. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we would do well to pay attention to where we are now. Does anyone happen to know what this past Thursday was in the church calendar? I'll give you a hint. It's 40 days after Easter Sunday. Thursday was the Feast of the Ascension, and it's a major feast day in many Christian traditions. The Feast of the Ascension commemorates Jesus' return to heaven 40 days after his resurrection. Today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles gives us a little glimpse of the Ascension story. It was at Jesus' Ascension that he gave his disciples the Great Commission. The author of Acts records Jesus telling his followers that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came upon them, and that they would be Jesus' witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Matthew's Gospel elaborates a bit more fully. He says that Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that Jesus had commanded them. Next Sunday, we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, in which the Christian Church marks the arrival of the Holy Spirit in a new way. It is the Holy Spirit that would empower the disciples to execute the mission that Christ gave them at the Ascension. As far as our liturgical calendar goes, today marks the variable sweet spot between the celebration of the Ascension and the celebration of Pentecost. Our reading from John's Gospel serves to remind us that Jesus was very clear in his mission. 
He also prayed that his disciples would remain equally close to God so that they might carry out the mission that they would be given. The mission to grow the church came from God through Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit would help equip the church to achieve the mission that they were given. In essence, the Holy Spirit would become the spiritual fuel for their journey. So how does this all apply to us today? From the beginning of Jesus' adult ministry, we see the connection between Jesus and God the Father being affirmed. In addition to the affirmation of that relationship, today we read about the clarity and focus with which Jesus engaged his sense of mission. We are also reminded of the mission that Jesus gave his disciples to instruct others in the faith and to essentially help grow the church. That mission was not simply for those first disciples, but remains the mission of the church to this day. Learning to articulate a sense of mission, which is meaningful and specific to our own context, means learning to focus on the spiritual and physical needs of those who are not yet members of our faith community. It's not easy and it won't be a quick fix, but articulating a sense of mission and a well-planned strategy for implementation is our best hope for engaging our faith and our world in effective ways. I look forward to engaging in these conversations with you as we seek to serve God's mission for this community. Let's pray. O God of glory, your Son, Jesus Christ, ascended to glory at your side. Bring us together in Christ, so that all may be drawn into your bountiful dwelling, where with Christ and the Holy Spirit you live united in love and joy. Amen.